0: My name is Richard. With me is Gregory. Hello. And Johnny.
1: Uh, Hello, gentlemen.
0: (laughs) Hello. (coughs) It has sure been a week or two. It's. Or maybe three at this point. I don't remember anything.
1: What a month this week has been.
0: (laughs) It feels that way sometimes.
1: I wasn't sure if you guys were going to talk to me or if you were going to give me six months to see if I would behave before you brought me back.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, the funniest part about that was um, he didn't make it sixty days. <laughs> he didn't even make it six days, if I remember correctly, because he immediately started crapping on the box.
1: <laughs> his his first promo back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he was like
0: six. They said six minutes, right? Six <laughs> minutes. Minute seven.
1: He keeps checking the clock on camera side. He's like, eh, it's been 40 seconds.
0: (laughs) Yep, that should be enough.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I just... Yeah.
0: The other funny part about that was, because I I was thinking about it yesterday, for those of you who aren't aware, the rumor is the Bucks said that they would only work with Punk uh, if when he came back to AEW, he was basically... uh, not an asshole for six months. <laughs> um, do they
1: remember? And, do they uh, remember where he's from?
0: <laughs> I mean, you're from Chicago now.
1: No, no, I'm imported. <laughs> I'm like Le Blue, except that's not even factual because it's made in St. Louis now. God damn it.
0: Anyway, um, no, I was thinking about it yesterday. They were always going to work FTR at all in. Mm-hmm. So, if he had come back and was working, then they would have worked all out anyway. Yeah. So, we would have never gotten to the match either way. Nope. That's pretty hilarious.
1: It's, I don't know, man. It's, there's this whole situation, there's enough blame for everybody to share. And it's just, it's, it's disappointing. Um, I guess we can just kind of get into that a little bit. Um, we did watch All In, which was shocking because it was actually, the card didn't look great and it ended up being a really good show.
0: You know, it's kind of funny because I always, I always end up looking at these AEW cards and going, oh, this card looks pretty good. But every AEW card, even All In and All Out, people were like, oh, this card looks like shit.
1: I mean, All In had some potential, especially with the double MJF Adam Cole. I mean, give the MVP award to those two guys because they probably did that card a huge favor with the fact that they pulled the curtain and with the fact they closed the show the way that they did, I think was fantastic. I don't know that you would have been able to have that energy and maintain that energy through the entire show had they not done it that way. Because you start out really, really, really well. You got the crowd just absolutely losing their shit. I still, for the rest of my life, will never stop laughing at the fact that someone got something as stupid as a kangaroo kick over that 80,000 people were cheering and chanting for kangaroo kick. It worked. Which is essentially a dropkick to two people.
0: (laughs) While also looking like an idiot.
1: Yes. Greg, I think you would appreciate the absolute like, sheer asinine Levels of hilarity that this came with. It, it's its preposterous, but for some reason, it just it's <laughs> so good. This is it, one of those keep, moments where pro wrestling, like, yeah,
0: there's no point that Greg's going to appreciate it. He's not going to watch it, he's not going to be like, Wow, well, that was really fun. <coughs> if he does, he's going to be like, Meh, stupid.
2: No, I'm going to knock it. It's just like, okay, they
1: could probably just like send him a. I hope someone is like stitched together a YouTube video of like the <laughs> the organic journey. We have, we have our unofficial fifth podcast member chiming in here this morning, which is great. Um, no, That was a great card. Uh, I, when I didn't think I could laugh any harder, Richard, and this is, there's only a couple matches I want to touch. I, we don't need to go over the whole card. It's there's really not a lot that, Needs recovering and going back. Um, the Joe and Punk match. I think you finally saw Samoa Joe just get to a point where he's like, all right, I think I understand that I need to be one of these guys. And everything he did to Punk, I was cracking up so goddamn hard. He did the soccer celly after he punted him in the head at the barricade. And the crowd just went off and like threw their arms up with him. Um, it has felt like in the last three weeks, Samoa Joe has become an actual top, top of the card kind of guy. And I think that's where someone like that needs to be. And I am elated because I think you and I have always agreed that Samoa Joe is, see, Parker loves Samoa Joe. Parker's all in. Um I'm happy to see him get the position that he should have had with the, uh, with Connecticut. What? Joe being at what? the top, the like in the main event scene.
0: Okay. What about Connecticut?
1: I mean, other than the match with AJ and Brock, he really didn't get a genuine uh, shot okay. at the titles. I think we're gonna see him stay there now with AEW. They they need to, they need a guy like that. They need to have a guy like that that can actually. Yeah. Knows how to get a crowd involved and how to like build it's they always say that there's guys that can tell a story in the ring. And I think with Joe, like you're not getting a traditional story, but like he still gets you invested in what he does. And I've always appreciated that about him. Plus he's just a badass. So <laughs> it's there's uh, yeah. there's a part of me that thinks about him separating punk and jungle boy Jack Perry and it's just like someone that uh Pet store picking up two cats by the scruff and just like walking them to the back. <laughs> so no, that was yeah. uh, that was that was probably my match of the night. I didn't really buy into the uh, the world championship was great. It was really good. Just not. I laughed and we were both super entertained by the Joe and Punk match, and that's not just because I'm a Punk Mark or was a Punk Mark. Um. Yeah, that was all in for me. Was the Joe uh, Punk because I think we got what we were hoping for.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I um, I really enjoyed the uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the main event more than anything else. I, I was curious how they were going to go with it. Mm-hmm. I was invested in how they were going to go with it, and I liked it.
1: It was good. It was entertaining. It was fun to see them like MJF second guess himself as being a piece of shit. And Adam Cole just being like, well, piece of shit's going to do what a piece of shit's going to (laughs) do.
0: Yeah. Um, So you went all out, right? Yes, we did. And how was it?
1: We watched meaty men slapping meat. (laughs) <laughs> I I don't know if it came through on TV but the entirety of that match was meat chance nonstop. stop
0: uh, I'm going to be honest with you I did not watch the show on TV because $50 in back-to-back weekends seemed excessive
1: and based on <laughs> the visual of the attendance at that show I don't think you were alone in that
0: yeah, I um I, I, I did. I, I, I wanted to watch the show. I liked the um I liked how it looked. I liked the card. But if I'm being completely honest, they could have announced the return of Jesus. And I would have been like, Oh, yeah, that's still fifty bucks, two weekends in a row. I don't think I I'm gonna try to watch it on Watch Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Which I may or may not have done. So you didn't? <laughs> you no, know, I, I would I would never pirate a live sporting event for about an hour uh, watching a couple of the matches and then, you know, go back to my life.
1: You didn't hypothetically watch Ricky Starks and Brian Danielson with <sighs> the ever-living... Shit out of each other for thirty minutes. Even
0: even non-hypothetically, I can say definitely not.
1: I can. I did not have time. Hypothetically, I could say you missed a golden opportunity. Um, no, it was really good. We actually really enjoyed ourselves. It was pretty fun. The crowd was crazy. Um, it was not well attended. I mean, I I know that venue is pretty big, but they sold out for Collision. And that's only a two-hour show. This was four. I want to say this is four almost. And uh, as we're sitting there, I'm looking around. So there's three tiers of suites available at the United Center. I don't think there was nobody in the 200-level suites. There was no parties in any of those suites anywhere. 300-level was a ghost town. Like, there was just nobody there, period.
0: Well, right, but it's sweet.
1: No, 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 no. Like, 300 level, and including camera side on the 100s, I would say they were maybe at 70% on the first level. And I'm pretty sure that they moved people around from camera to, like, the opposite side to try and make it look a little bit busier because it was... It, dude, it wasn't good. It took that crowd probably three or four matches before they even started giving it. It felt like a ramped up dynamite. The energy was not good. And based on what I was hearing from my friend Derek, collision was so much worse. Collision was rough. I
0: can't say that really shocks me at this point. Um, yeah, it, You know, it, it, we we didn't really dance around it. We just kind of ignored the elephant in the room, which is CM Punk is from Chicago, and was fired the day before.
1: Day of collision.
0: Oh yeah, the day of collision. Yeah, before the the day before the pay per view. So I I can't really I I can't be shocked that they were having trouble. Uh, And I'm just going to be honest; they have they've ran the Chicago market into the ground. Um, and I don't think they realize they're doing it, but they're in the process of running the Cincinnati market into the ground too. Yeah. Uh and it's not because they run Cincinnati too often, it's because they run the entire area too often. Yeah. Um, you know, they come to Cincinnati give or take once a year. Mm-hmm. They were here in November last year, they were here in September the year before that, they're coming next week. I'm going. Mm-hmm. But in the last year, since they ran Cincinnati, since November, they've ran Dayton, Troy, Ohio, Columbus, uh, Lexington, and Louisville. And those are all within a two-hour drive. Like... And some of them, uh, Dayton's within less than an hour drive. Yeah. I had tickets to go to Dayton. And I did go to Troy. Mm-hmm. Like they're just they're running these markets too
1: often. It's just too much right now. And there's other areas of the country where they seemingly don't travel to whatsoever. And like I know that they're trying to do a better job after being stuck in Jacksonville for the better part of a year and a half. Um, I'm my my guess, kind of more to your point, is that with the reaction and the way things have gone here, my guess is that they are going to start rotating all out between different locations. I don't think he's going to stick to keeping it here every single year.
0: Yeah, I, I think in general, they just need to run Chicago a little less often. Um, you know, running basically a major show there every three months is it's just it's too often and i get Mm -hmm. it i get that chicago is in it's in it's an easy destination for a lot of the country Mm -hmm. and when aew was starting out and they hadn't hit like for example cincinnati you know it might have made sense to travel up to chicago on a five-hour drive and go see a show
2: so
0: um but there's a certain point where it's just like dude you're you're hitting the entire Midwest. You're oversaturating the Southern Ohio market. Like, I'm not going to drive to Chicago for a show, and the people in Chicago, uh, you know, they're they're almost becoming like the um, the old TNA Asylum fans. Mm-hmm. Like, when you run the show there constantly, after a while, they've seen it all. They, you're going to have to run something very special to get them to give a shit and come.
1: Yeah. You know, it's been, we've, we're pretty, we're pretty thankful. I mean, if, even if moving forward, the only two that that we had here every year, he has said that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving will always be a Chicago show, which we've actually really had a good time with that show. I mean, it's been really fun. We've had really horrible weather a couple of the years and it was great because there was really not that many people going. (laughs) Um, But like, if it's going to be that, and I just, They're going to have to do something because you can't run all in and all out on back-to-back weekends. Nobody like you can't build for two paper. Like someone needs to sit him down and tell him like they barely built for all in.
0: No, all in was really well built. They barely built for all out.
1: I mean, we didn't even know what the matches are going to be for all out until collision of goddamn all in. But
0: no, seriously, like uh, all in was really well built. Like, I, there's no reason to say it wasn't well built because they spent literally months getting to that card jungle boy and hook they spent months getting to um the uh the main event they spent months getting to <laughs> samoa joe and punk they spent a month getting to <laughs> like all of those cards all those all those uh matches were really well built but They didn't leave a whole lot of stuff for the all-out card. Mm -hmm. Just because you don't know what the card is until like two weeks beforehand doesn't mean it's not well built. Doesn't mean there's not a match that's already in the process of being built.
1: Uh. I mean, they dug up the corpse of Daniel Bryan for a quick turnaround. That was impressive, man. I mean, he even said, if you go back and watch the match, he not once used his right arm to strike, hold, or do anything. And he even said in an interview, he's like, Ricky Starks carried that match. Like, he literally carried me through that entire match. So, I mean, it was, that was good. That felt like one of the only AEW matches on the card. Everything kind of felt a little bit like it was Ring of Honor centric, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not opposed to that. But, like, if I'm going to see a Ring of Honor show, why are we paying AEW ticket prices?
0: I didn't consider either of them to be very Ring of Honor centric, other than working in the uh, the Ring of Honor uh, tag titles in order to give uh, Cole and MJF something to do at the beginning of the show.
1: TV title. Athena was there. Yeah, that's
0: Samoa Joe.
1: But and that was also Shane Taylor. But that was no, that was main. That was main show.
0: No, I'm talking about Athena.
1: Oh. No, it just, there was, I just felt like even with the Cesaro and Eddie and Yuta, they were like hyping up the fact that like Cesaro the world champion for a ring of all. O- and I was like, why, why do we keep talking about this if it's an AEW show?
0: Because they're owned by the same people and they're trying to make Cesaro seem more important.
1: <sighs> that man, I don't know. That's like, it's like when they first sliced bread and they're like, "Wow, this is the best thing ever!" And then eventually, you're just like, "It's sliced bread." Great. Overall, yeah. Great. He's not even. Uh, nobody else could see this, but like, he's just straight up not even on our video anymore. All I'm looking at is a fish tank. <laughs>
2: I like leaned back in my chair. I I,
0: I thought Greg laughed. I
2: did too. <laughs> now I'm here. Just listening to you guys talk some talk French, I guess. I don't know.
0: <laughs> hey, now you know how I feel when you guys were like, Let's talk about random soccer for the next twenty minutes.
2: Well at least more people do <sighs> understand <laughs> <I'm> Stan. <laughs>
0: There, there are only
1: three of us in the podcast. Right There's not too many people listening to this that would understand soccer over wrestling, I don't think.
2: I know, that's true. <laughs> that's why I'm just being quiet. It's fine. You guys can talk about The Flash now. I'm ready for it now. You watched it? Yeah. What the hell am I going to say good about that movie?
0: Yeah, I'm sorry, you think I have good things I'm going to say about that movie?
2: One of you guys maybe liked it. I don't know.
0: No, I didn't. I I did. I text you or did I snap you, Johnny? When we were when I was watching that movie.
1: Uh you snapped me.
0: Oh, that sucks. I was going to go back and and reread it for my notes. Sorry, buddy. What in the blue hell was that movie? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I I. I just don't understand what that movie was trying to be. Oh um. like, <laughs> like I, I, you know, I'm just. I'll go ahead and toss up the spoiler alert now. If you haven't seen The Flash and you, for some reason, still want to, you might just want to go ahead and turn this off because we're going to talk spoilers. Um, ready, three, two, one. I was really excited for Keaton's Batman to show up. Like that was the one thing that I was actually excited for. That was literally
1: the only good thing about that entire film.
0: But leading up to it, like the stuff where like the, the lasso of truth thing with Affleck's Batman and with Ezra Miller, where they just start spilling secrets. That's not how the lasso of truth even works. (laughs) Like, they don't just put the lasso on you and then you just start saying your inner monologue. And yet I had to listen to Ezra Miller's Flash talk about the fact that he knows what sex is. He's just never had it. I'm like, oh,
1: God, I don't... There was... Uh, even, even Keaton being the ninja version of Jeff Lebowski didn't do it for me. I,
0: no, I, I just, (laughs) I don't know what exactly.
1: Oh, oh, you're, you're missing the best part. I really want to hear. Greg, did you, did you actually watch this? Yes. Okay. The opening cinematic with the hospital and the babies, Richard go.
0: He, wait, which one of us do you want to talk about it?
1: Uh, either one of you. It's just uh, mostly Richard, because I know he's probably got very strong feelings about the entire process of that happening.
0: I just don't understand <laughs> why. Like, I get they were trying to show off the Flash's powers as something more than just a blur, 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 lightning, 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 blur, blur, blur. Which is kind of how the Flash's powers are normally shown. But everything from, like, him eating the candy bars to putting a baby in a microwave, that then Ding's done when it lands.
1: After it's unplugged and has no power source. Allegedly, it could have been residual power from Barry, I suppose. I'll make that So argument. then the baby, the baby was
0: getting microwaved? Uh,
1: yep. Ding Fraser, done.
2: <laughs> I'm more just, I'm more worried about what what did James Gunn say about this movie?
0: He, he said it was one of the best superhero movies ever made. I mean he
1: had okay, to say that before watching. it came out. He had to say that before it came no, out because he's I don't I don't working. care.
2: Nope, not watching any more of his shit. <laughs> Nothing.
0: It's not just James Gunn though. For whatever reason, the entirety of Hollywood thought this movie was stellar.
2: Because he's probably hyped up from James Gunn. No,
0: reportedly um, reportedly, Tom Cruise watched an early cut of it and called the director and spent 20 minutes on the phone telling the director how amazing it was and how it was going to save cinema and all this other stuff.
2: Right. You can, you can find out who said this movie was good by, like, track the money. Who was paid to say it? There's no freaking way that was done out of pure cinematic beauty.
0: But what... What does Tom Cruise have to gain from calling the director and talking about how good it is?
2: Uh, a story to hype up the movie. Platform. Hey, we'll give you two million dollars to do this.
1: Platform for Scientology. Right.
0: I don't know. <laughs> the whole thing was just I. I, I
2: you can't watch I that can't. movie and give any redeeming qualities, even with no.
0: There, there's really not. i I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you there is. I did not like the movie. I. I I'm astounded at how much I disliked the movie.
2: (laughs) I just got progressively more annoyed.
0: Like, and, and, you know, here's the thing that kills me kind of the most, not entirely the most, but kind of the most. You know, the whole thing was this was supposed to be set in the Batman 89 universe. (laughs) And you're watching and you're like, okay, Batman 1, Gotham safe. That's really cool. And it does the same thing that they have continually done with all of these movies where they bring, like, the old hero out of retirement or whatever. The old hero comes out of retirement and dies 10 minutes later. (laughs) And not only did he die, he died, like, 50 times. And, you know, the only way the movie ended was by our hero, The Flash, having to look around and go... Uh, You know what? I think this planet's doomed. And leaving! That was the only way that the entire movie worked. Was for our hero to look around and be like, whew, there is not shit that can be done to save this hellhole. And leaving the Batman 89 universe to be destroyed.
2: Yep.
0: It's a bad movie made by bad it
1: people. It got worse every single second.
0: And you know it's funny cuz like that's that's one of my like kind of catchphrases at work when I when when I'm dealing with a particularly bad piece of software that we don't like, I'll be like, "Yes, yeah, it's a bad piece of software made by bad people."
1: <laughs> understand and when that.
0: I say this is a bad movie made by bad people I actually mean it it was made by a bad person
1: you gonna talk about Barry's mom
0: <laughs> <laughs> you mean the fact that they had a, a the, so <laughs> they had Ron Livingston at his current age which is in his 50s portray both 50 something. Ron Livingston, Barry's dad, and also 30-something Ron Livingston, Barry's dad. And they did the same thing with his mm-hmm. mom. I mean, his mom looked, like, i we looked it up afterwards. I want to say she's, like, 57. Yeah. So they had a 57-year-old woman playing, like, a 30-year-old woman. And they didn't do anything to try to make her look like she's 30. They didn't do anything to make Ron Livingston look like he's 30. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying that Ron Livingston needed to look like, you know. Office space. He was ready to shoot yeah. office space yeah. again. But they did nothing to try to de-age these people. They didn't even, like, change their hair to try to make them look oh, Nope.
1: This was bad, followed by bad, followed by bad, followed by worse. I made my wife watch this, for the record. Do you dislike her? No, I love her. A lot. The most you could say. <laughs> um, <laughs> she did have... She she 100% had a moment that she absolutely loved this film. And it was seeing the sheer, utter pain on my face at the end when George Clooney stepped out of the goddamn car. <laughs> I was about to be you know, you I was be about honest. to be one of those guys with the TV during like football games. I was about to be that guy. That's how mad I was.
0: I think that was actually one of the only redeeming moments for me.
1: I hate it here.
0: <laughs> and when Clooney through gritted teeth said, What's wrong with you or something like that? I, I that was great. That was actually that was that was George Clooney as Bruce more than the entirety of the movie that George Clooney played Bruce.
1: He's not Bruce Wayne.
0: What it's it doesn't it doesn't matter. It's the movie's over. The
1: universe is <laughs> still real it. to me. Damn I'm it! I'm never
0: going to see. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm never going to see George Clooney as Batman again. I'm never going to see Ezra Miller as the. Ah, uh, you yet. think so? Uh, I'm not. Dude. So, it doesn't matter to me if Ezra Miller woke up in a universe where George Clooney is Batman because he turned a can of tomatoes.
2: <laughs>
0: so, you know, whatever. And, and aside from that uh, quick note, did you watch the end credits? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that was trying so hard to be funny.
1: I'm just the
2: Aquaman one? Yeah.
1: It's about as funny as it was with Hangman page when he was a perceived alcoholic. It's not entertainment to me. Don't need it. Didn't need it. Never going to need it. And what really stood out to me is you could tell where they kind of just lost the team doing the special effects because there became a very substantial drop off in the quality of the film. And I was like, Oh, they just stopped caring. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and watch it to tell you what that point was. But if you watch this, I don't know why, God forbid. But if you do, you will know. You'll be watching it and be like, oh, what the, why, why did this happen? My favorite part was explaining the Nicolas Cage Superman to my wife.
0: It didn't bother me.
1: (laughs) She, She didn't believe me that that was a real thing. They didn't actually try to do that. Oh, no, they did. It was happening. Um, the callback to some of the old Superman stuff was kind of cool. That made it's just like seeing that, but I mean, Marvel does that at the start of their films in thirty seconds with the intro.
0: Yeah, none of that stuff bothered me. I I, I, I thought it was neat, kind of, to do the tour around the multiverse. I wished that it had been done for something more than like a nostalgia. Mm-hmm. grab. Like, it would have been interesting if The Flash had seen, you know, oh, look, there's like 15 supermen surrounding me. And I was just looking for one earlier because I thought he might help turn the tide. (laughs) I wonder if I could borrow one of those guys or all three of them. (laughs) Well, and And I get it like we were never going to get. George Miller or Christopher Reeve Superman in a larger role, but I mean they could have pulled Nicolas Cage in and done something. I don't know. The whole thing was just... It was neat to see him, but it didn't make any sense how it played out. Do
1: you know how hard it is to try to explain that Barry Allen is usually typically one of the smartest people in the room to Ashley to have her look at me and be like, are you sure? (laughs) Because at no point in that iteration of barry allen did you ever see barry allen as written or portrayed in any comic at any point and again for these people to tell me like oh i read all the flash comics did you though like did you like did you just was it on a device did you just kind of like swipe left a lot and not actually try to get a feel for who the character is like as a person aside from being a super, I just, and then the running mechanics, I, I,
0: (sighs) Ezra Miller has never ran anywhere. Uh,
1: That dude looked like Forrest Gump never got the brace.
0: No, legitimately, I'm, I'm just I'm astounded by I'm astounded that he made the choice that he was going to look like a figure skater basically yeah. I'm astounded that no one was like hey man it would be a great idea if you you know actually ran instead of looked like you were skating.
1: <sighs> this was about exactly what I expected this to be I have nothing, I have nothing else to offer. This was, this might actually be the worst film I've ever seen. And this may have just been the final nail in the coffin for me to like, outside of reading all of my old new 52 comics, I don't know that they are going to be able to do anything to make me give a shit about the flash on screen again. That's, I'm...
0: Well, my hope would be that we don't have to worry about that for a well,
1: while. That's, we'll see.
2: It, just, it basically just ended DC for me. Yeah. I don't have to worry about DC yeah. anymore. Anyway. I'm kind of...
1: I don't care. I mean, I'm kind of there.
2: I don't care what comes out. Don't, well, care. I mean, don't bother asking. And the
1: only show that they're going to have moving forward now is going to be the Harley Quinn animated one, which is fine. It's doing really well. But, like, they took... Two of the other shows that I really enjoyed watching and canceled. Like, they're just gone.
0: I still haven't watched the final season either of those.
1: You got all the time in the world now, because there's nothing to be worried about catching up for.
0: <laughs> uh, my understanding was they they had they knew that Doom Patrol was ending, so the fourth season is supposed to be an actual ending right. of the show. I assume Titans is the same way.
1: Not just a. <laughs> I don't know, man. They they hooked me like for Man of Steel and all that stuff, and then to ask me to reinvest for the buildup of another universe for another ten years of my life, I just don't think I'm doing that. Uh, it's no, nope, no, thank you.
0: I I don't I don't know. We'll see. I, I what, it, what it all comes down to is, I need to see some stuff out of the James Gunn DCU before I'm willing to decide either direction. If it looks like this current one, then no, I'm not going to be involved at all.
1: I just think we still have to get through the next Aquaman film. No, nope, I mean, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have to watch it.
0: Like, I don't know how to put that any more succinctly. I don't have to watch that Aquaman.
1: I don't think anybody's going to. Watching anything
2: DC again, done with that shit.
1: <sighs> okay, now that we've buried the lead, um, let's get into something a little more fun. Richard, this is the yes, best sir. week in your life as a Bengals fan.
0: They've done this twice before and since I've been a Bengals fan
1: extending the best quarterback they've ever had in franchise history. Yes but this is the best quarterback they've ever had in franchise history.
0: Yeah, I'm just saying, each time it's changed to a new quarterback. But uh, now, To be completely honest, I, so I wasn't super worried mm-hmm. about this because the Bengals gave Carson Palmer the richest deal in NFL history. Right. And they didn't give Andy Dalton the richest deal in NFL history, but they gave him a really massive deal that made people go, Hey, guys. Did you know that was Andy Dalton you were signing to that extension? (laughs) Uh, Did you mean to do that? (laughs) Uh, So, no, I I didn't have a lot of faith, or not faith, a lot of worry from the Bengals' side that they would sign Mm a new dealer. I figured that the Bengals were going to offer him a lot of money. And he would take the money and be very happy with it. Um, my one worry, to be completely honest, was I was worried that there was something in the background that was making him hold up. Well. Mm. Um, I know that he has been a big rah-rah team guy since he got here, but I'm still scarred from the like three months of Mike Florio banging the... Um, Joe Burrow doesn't want to be here, drum. Um, so I, I I was, yeah, I, I again, I, I have no reason to believe that was ever actually the case or that he feels that way now, but there was that part of me that was like, what if he actually doesn't want to be here? And then we're stuck going through the next two years and then two more years of franchise tagging and then he's unhappy and he's mm-hmm.
1: Now you gotta worry about your number one wideout being resigned. Uh
0: number one wideout won't be an issue. He'll they'll, they'll re-sign yeah.
1: him. You think T's gone? Uh
0: number Yeah, number two it, T is probably gone. Is it? I, I think that they will uh, probably hit him with the non exclusive franchise tag this offseason. Uh, and I think that we'll still have him next year, but I also think there's a decent chance that someone decides to sign him for the two first round picks that that would require. Uh, but if it makes you feel
1: any better, Justin Jefferson looks like he's on his way out of Minnesota.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would like to see Justin Jefferson get paid in Minnesota because I think it'll make it easier to negotiate with uh, Jamar Chase for yeah. next year. But we'll see.
1: It's it's still good news. It's nice to know that both <laughs> borough jerseys we currently have in storage will be worn for the next half decade moving forward as well, which is awesome.
0: Uh, and it's actually... Six. Yeah, because
1: he's still got two on his current, so it's an extension on the next two, which is awesome. He will own every record in Bengals history by the end of this contract.
0: Uh, I would say that's probably correct.
1: I don't think it's even going to take him that long. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. I I, I know I know it's going to be kind of like... The shell game a little bit to find the money to get the pieces needed to make sure that he can still come through and be able to uh, bring a championship to Cincy. But I mean, they're 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 already right on that fringe right now. And if the performance well, of the uh, the Queefs was any indication on Thursday night, the AFC might be a little bit not easy. But without the Chiefs in place, I'm it's, I'm not as concerned.
0: It's it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but I mean, look, a a really great team, a really great team, at best is going to go thirteen yep. and four. I mean, and and yes, obviously there are teams that have done better than that. There there are teams that have won fifteen games and fourteen games, blah 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 blah. But a really great team is like a thirteen mm-hmm. and fourteen, and the Chiefs have already taken one loss. <laughs> And that doesn't mean that they won't take or that they'll only take three more the rest of the way. I don't know. I mean, they they could go 16-1. and
1: Well, yeah.
0: But (laughs) the team that has been the perennial host of the AFC Championship game for the last five years.
1: Looked pretty mediocre against a pretty decent Lions team.
0: And has already taken a loss. So, this should be the opening to come out, win a whole bunch of games, and take the one seed. And I don't know if it's going to be the Bengals that does it, or the Bills, or who, but somebody should be able to knock the Chiefs off this year for the yeah. one seed. And it should be really weird, and Patrick Mahomes should be like, I don't understand, why are we playing this week on wild card
1: weekend? <laughs> It's uh, I don't know, man. It's going to be interesting because like uh, that conference is looking prime for a taking for a team that's gotten blocked by Kansas City the last few years. I think it's going to come down to Buffalo and Cincinnati again. But I think the Chiefs are going to end up if they don't re-sign that, that is it Chris Jones, the holdout. Oh, yeah. Dude, teams are just going to hand the ball off and run it down their throat the entirety of the game. It's, it's going to be rough, man, and I can't wait to see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Greg, I know how much you love U.S. football. Um, unfortunately, this weekend, there's no F1. There's no EPL. Wrexham's playing, so unless you want to pay for their subscription service, you're not watching any footy this weekend. However, hockey is coming back. Finally. Are you excited?
2: Yeah. I like watching hockey. A lot of you fun. have
1: ESPN Plus, right? So you'll yeah. be doing ABS games when they're not <laughs> West Coast start times?
2: Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start at 10 at 10 p.m. I'm like, yeah, I can. Here's,
1: a, here's I can't a 1 a.m. finish. Uh, no, it's a pretty exciting time, especially if you're a sports fan, because a lot of those weekends that you have through the summer where it's like, there's nothing on right now. Are those nights where there's literally no sports? That shit sucks. Um, so to have hockey, football's officially back as of Thursday night, and tomorrow's the big run. I believe Cincy has Cleveland this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Packers have bears. That should be an interesting setting the table of sorts.
0: Are, are your bears playing at home?
1: Ashley's Bears, I believe, are playing at home. <laughs> oh okay. I, it's I don't know about you, but I just got a middle finger from across the room. I believe that was meant for you, Richard.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I uh I don't know about that game. I, I, it's it's going to be a really interesting game because uh, I believe Dobbs and uh, Watson are both out for the Packers. <sighs> it, to be completely honest, I felt like that, that was a game that was going to be right for the Packers making. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Yeah, it's
1: going to be a little bit curious to see exactly how this plays out. Um, I don't know if you guys have started Ahsoka yet, but I think that's maybe one that we should start getting into a little bit. Greg, any interest?
2: I've watched a couple episodes. And It's all right. I like uh, Rosario Dawson.
1: Okay, so if it's something you're interested in, that makes it a lot easier. We will get into that and start watching as well, and we can have that to be able to touch base on. Uh, there's some new films coming to streaming services. We will grab one or two of those a week and make sure that we're checking them out. Uh, it is a chilly, chilly Saturday morning in the Midwest today. Uh, gentlemen, any big plans for this weekend other than prepping for football tomorrow? Nope,
2: uh,
0: I'm sorry, what would you say, Greg? Nothing here. I have been watching Star Trek Strange New World, and I plan on finishing that this this, uh, weekend.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward to the review. I won't know what the hell you're talking about, but it'll be fun nonetheless. And Ashley and I, just to kickstart spooky season, once September 1st hits, we have started... I have started a rewatch. Ashley has started her first and maiden voyage into the Supernatural series, which is going to be interesting because... Carry On, My Wayward Son, prior to the last three months, was a song that I particularly enjoyed. My wife is not particularly a fan of that song pertaining to its current use in pop culture relevance, so it's going to be interesting to see her reaction when they use it sparingly throughout the series.
0: Yeah, because it, it's uh, it's used for the recap to every season finale.
1: God damn you. God damn you, Cucamonga kids. You've ruined everything. me on that, Greg, if they want to get a hold of you to be able to start yapping on some soccer going into next week, how can they contact you?
2: At Woe Gregory.
1: And Richard, if there are some people out here who are hesitant to get into Star Trek and they want to be able to kick the tires on that series and ask for your opinion and where they should begin, if there's anything to watch prior to it, How can they get a hold of you?
0: Uh,
1: you can contact me or any of the other two lovely gentlemen on this podcast through the at versus podcast, followed by an underscore on Twitter in time. I, I do believe there will be a porting of most of our socials over to blue sky. That'll have to be a conversation with the three of us. We'll get there, but above and beyond that, It's nice. We're coming into Oktoberfest season. Pumpkin-flavored all things, including concrete custards for Richard. If you haven't had one yet, go out, check them out. Richard's a fan of Freddy's. We have Andy's in Chicago. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard.
0: Have a good week, everybody.